Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Tuesday. Let's talk some NBA, shall we? The NBA trade deadline's in 48 hours. Will Portland do anything? We had a big trade over the weekend. Lots to discuss with our good friend Bobby Marks, ESPN, NBA front office insider, at Bobby Marks 42 on Twitter. Be thankful there was not a major trade in the NBA this morning, so we're good to go with Bobby. Bobby, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to ask you about Kyrie, because I'm sure you've probably been asked about that a thousand different ways over the last two days. Let me ask you this. We were just asking the question to our listeners. Portland played Milwaukee last night, and it was not competitive. It was not close. Sure. Milwaukee showed us what a championship-caliber team looks like. Does Bobby Marks believe Portland can get to that point in the next two to three years? I, I, I think you can, but it's going to probably take sacrificing some of the players that you currently have on your roster and, and maybe some of the pl- players – that you've drafted within the past year. Um, I, I think the, my big question with, with Portland, and, and I said this in the offseason, and I said it when the season ended, is that what they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish is, you know, retool a roster around a franchise player in Damian Lillard, and that is hard to do, guys. <laughs> I mean, that is really hard to do, and that's why when they got off to that 10-5 and five start, I was like, man, like, they are proving, like, the impossible here, and my big question with Portland is, is that do the players on the roster fit the timeline of Lillard, right? Like that's the big thing. It's, it's kind of similar to, yeah, I guess a little bit like golden state, but with their more of their younger players like Kaminga and Wiseman in that group there, the, the, those guys fit the timeline of, of Curry and Thompson and green here. And what, what, the, what I mean is, is that Anthony's been good. I mean, you know what, you've seen some stuff with shade and sharp. He, I think his upside is huge, but do those guys fit? with where, where Lillard is right now at this stage of his career. Um, and if they do, if you think they do, then how do you get better, right? Like how do you, because the likelihood is that you're going to have to pay Jeremy Grant big money. Um, you know, Josh Grant, uh, Josh Hart's going to be a, a free agent likely. Um, you know, he could be moved in the next 48 hours. We'll see. Um, you just spent a lot of money on in free agency here, your draft picks encumbered um, for the foreseeable future here. So, that's that's kind of my you know that's the big question I'm sure you guys talk about is that just the, the, the players on this roster does that fit you know kind of the, the Lillard timeline? Yeah. Bobby, if if Joe Cronin was to reach out and say, hey Bobby, I love your stuff on ESPN. You're a smart guy. You've been in the front office. You understand the business side of this, but you also understand what you just said there. You're you're yeah. operating on two timelines right now, and you know we interviewed Cronin a few months back. He admitted like this is. It's not an easy thing to balance, and no. he, I'd imagine he'd say something of that nature right now of where they're at. Would you advise him to make a huge swing at the deadline or this summer? Like, would you really want to wait? Because there's chatter that they might wait till the next deadline. Would you really yeah. want to wait that much longer before maybe moving some of your young big pieces that could net you something that's more in line with Dame Lillard? 
I think you have to be careful waiting. Yeah, I do. You have to be patient, but I think you have to be careful waiting. I just think this Western Conference is so open. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you make a, a, a tweak here or a move here, like, and I know where Portland is in the standings, and certainly where Denver is sitting at one, but everyone else, like, I, I mean, I, I would, I would be comfortable if there's a, if there's a little bit of a changing of, you know, some players, you know different faces if there's a little bit of an upgrade even if it costs you something that you can put portland in one of these seven game series here uh against a team like memphis or dallas or any of these other teams here so i do think there's a little bit maybe more of a, a pressing um you know urgency based on um you know where the where where the standings are you know i think i think you have to be careful um i know damien signed that extension and god that guy is i mean they're going to build a statue after him when he's done playing here because his loyalty to that organization and to that city here. But I just think because he's under contract, you know, who knows next week he wakes up or next in the summer and be like, you know what, this has been a good run here. So I think there is a priority to keep on building, you know, similar to what Brooklyn's trying to do with Durant right now. You got to keep on adding. Um, and I, I think you can't say, you know what, we're going to look at the, what, you know, look at all these things at the draft or in free agency. That's another avenue to do it. Um, but I do think there is a little bit more of a pressing need right now at the deadline. Hmm. We're talking with Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider at Bobby Marks 42 on Twitter. You, you mentioned the, the kind of need to, for some action sooner rather than later. How much as a front office guy does loyalty or wanting to reward a player weigh on your mind? Because I, I, I know that's kind of the oh. angle that we come from where it's like Dame has been so loyal to this sure. organization. And for, hell, for the last 10 years, there's a mil- million times we could look at it and say, why was he so loyal? It didn't make sense. The organization wasn't doing much to help him. They didn't make many household moves. It was kind of the same team year after year after year, and they finally moved off CJ last offseason. Is, is there a sense of pressure, you think, in the front office of, like, man, this guy has remained committed to us. He's one of the few superstars in the NBA that has done that. We need to do this for him. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's a sense of pressure, but I, I think there's a sense of, you know, we can't do anything reckless, um, you know, to, to try to continue to, to build this roster. I mean, I went – I went through to New Jersey when we had Jason Kidd um, for those, you know, what, six or seven years and going to an NBA finals and six years in a row of the playoffs here, there was a sense of pressure to kind of continue to add be just based on what this player meant to your organization and what he meant on the court to, to continue to add. The hard part is there's only, there's only 440 players in the NBA, you know, and it, 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 it takes two to tango. I mean, I love I love trade season and everyone's coming up with different trades and stuff like that. And it's, it's just, and it's so hard because it's, it's, this is the market is, um, robe. It's not a, a a buyer's market. You know, I've, I've been given this analogy the last couple of days. My wife thinks it's funny. It's like, you know, you, you guys go to the supermarket and you want to go buy eggs and eggs are on, uh, you know, usually you get two, $2 for eggs or on, you got to pay 15 bucks for eggs, you know, like, do I need eggs to make omelets in the morning or can, can I can find something else to do it? And that's just kind of a guy that would maybe cost a first round pick last year is probably going to cost two first round picks this year. Like, that's just the reality of it. Like if you want to go do business in Utah, for one of those guys, Beasley or, you know, or um, Clark Clarkson or Vanderbilt or anything like that, yeah, last year it probably cost you one. Now it's going to cost you a good player and, 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 a, and a good pick. Is is Yusuf Nurkic's contract um, viewed around the league as a almost a net negative at this point? I don't know about a net negative. I mean, it, I think that's the market for centers. His number is the, is the, is the right number. Like that 14, 15, you know, it's not north of 20, like – 
I just think it's like you've got three more years of it here. Um, he's hurt right now. Um, you know, is it you probably would have to attach something um, to it if you're going to upgrade um, either the center position or something else on your roster. I think I think the hard part is that is the draft picks stuff. You know, when you when you have protection on that pick that's going to Chicago and it's top 14 protected for the next uh, what is it, the next five or six years here, it's those, that's hard to do a deal because. So unless it's a home run type deal um, that you can make, you're not going to probably lift the protection off this year's one because what happens if you fall in the, in the lottery and that becomes, you know, the, the, the third pick in a draft here and everything. That's, that's really, that's the hard part is that if you had a, a little bit of a more of a cleaner slate with, um, with that number one, then yeah, maybe you could look at moving a 25 and a 27, um, you know, you know to, to try to get something else out there. Is there a team that stands out in your mind if I say a Yusuf Nurkic is available? Because it's not just three years. I mean, it's also, I, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's a bit of an attitude. It's a up and down kind of nature with him. Is there a team that stands out that might be in the market for that? Because we're just, we don't get a lot of whispering here in Portland. They're, they don't leak stuff here to, to very many yeah. people, if any. Sure. And so I'm more curious, like from, from your standpoint, is there a team that stands out that might be willing to take on that salary that needs a center? Well, I mean, the teams that were willing to take on it, you know, whether it be San Antonio or Charlotte or teams like that, you know, that's where you have to probably attach something to it. Like, you know, is, is he a replacement for Yaka Pertle? They think he can leave and, and, and but what do you got to include there? And the other thing that's going to, it's, it's hard too, guys. And you guys know this is that where you are financially, right? Like right. you're 67,000 below. I mean, you're basically scrapping coins under the, under the sofa to stay under the luxury tax here. And, I don't see them, you know, if, if you know, you got them taking back another million dollars in, in extra in contracts and going in, in that luxury tax year. So, it's it's a little bit of a challenge. I think if he had um, another year left on his contract, it's probably easier to move. But when you have, um, you know, when you have three years left on his on his contract, it um, as I said, it, it presents, um, you know, not untradeable, but it's um, but it presents a challenge. Can, can you go back, Bobby, for a moment because you you had mentioned that first round pick that is, yeah. it, it has protections on it. Like a lot of that is like CBA minutia to us. You read sure. it, you're like, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I get it. It's Portland's pick, but it's kind of not Portland's pick. It's got to go in a certain territory. Like, so explain sure. what because I've also read it was a bad deal from O'Shea to like handcuff the new general manager Joe Cronin with the protections that he put on it. There's also a way that they can lift the protections if they wanted to make a big trade so just what is happening and how does that all play out <laughs> yeah so so basically the head of league works you can't trade picks uh, first round picks in back-to-back years you're not allowed to do that um you have a basically they call it a seven-year window right so you basically have from 2023 to 2029 right that's the only pool of first round picks you can you can trade and that pick that's going to chicago is top 14 protected i think for the next i think for the next six years here so when you look at it, like, well, how do I, how can I trade a 2025? Well, wait a minute, there's protection on there. It's contingent. There's, if, if they don't, if Chicago doesn't get it, it's a rolling over pick. Like you could, there are ways to do it. Like you could say, you know what? We can go out and uh, Kevin Durant's available, for example, right? Like all of a sudden Kevin Durant becomes available and we want to move Shaden and Anthony and whatever to, to make a deal work here. Well, we're going to lift the pit, the protection off. Chicago's now is going to get an unprotected one. And now we're going to trade Brooklyn at 2025, at 2027, at 2029 first, unprotected here. Like, there's ways to do it. You know, there's ways to do it where you could say it's two years after the pick to Chicago. Um, 
you know, is, is conveyed. But the, the risk there from, for the, the other team is that there's no guarantee you ever get it, right? right? Like you keep, you keep on rolling over and over there. So that's, that's where you're a little bit of kind of stuck in there. I understand the deal with Neil did, you know, in the Larry Nance trade here. But I do think, um, you know, Washington's in the same spot as far as the protection there. Like, you know, you, you just have to be careful as far as, um, you know, when you put protection on it for, for six or seven years because it keeps on rolling over. Kevin Durant, obviously top five talent, Bobby. What would the price difference be under the assumption Portland's even in the conversation for a Kevin Durant versus like a Pascal Siakam? Because we know how Masai yeah. cherishes his own talent. Uh, is that price difference that different? I mean, are we talking about Ant and Shaden plus draft for Pascal? Are we talking about Shaden and picks? Like, what's the big difference between Pascal and KD in the trade market to you? Probably another year on their contract, right? Durant after this year has three more. Pascal has um, has one more, right? Could be a free agent um, in the off season, 2024 off season. Um, that matters, right? I know Kevin's out with that that knee injury here, but when he was playing, he was top four in the NBA. You know, from a, from an MVP standpoint. So, I think the price is richer when you look at it from um, you know from Durant's perspective. I think if if either became available and you wanted to get in the mix, you know, certainly um, your young player um, is, would be involved. Um, it's a matter of like, what else, right? Like, you know, the protection, Hey, if Kevin Durant became available and you were Joe Cronin, you can get him. Yeah. You're lifting the protection on that Chicago. You're, you're basically going all in because that's the guy that fits, as I said earlier, kind of the t- timeline where Damien is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, it wasn't a lot of encouraging news there, Bobby, but you got me excited at the end. That's, that's all that I can ask <laughs> He got for. you excited for a trade we haven't even heard exist. It could that's happen. Great. You never know, all right? You never know. Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider. We love talking to him. At Bobby Marks 42 on Twitter. Go give him a follow. We can do this for hours. Thanks, as always, for the time, Bobby. Hopefully we can it, catch Kat. up again soon. Thanks a ton, Bobby. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.